Hello and welcome to episode nine of High Character. My name is Cameron and I'm hanging out with my buddy Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm feeling good right now. Um, really looking forward to this interview. I think we have a really um, enthusiastic, excited guest here. I think he's really looking forward to doing this with us. And uh, I think it's going to go great. Can't wait. Yeah, so we, we Evan and I sat down with uh, the one and only director of Vibes, Eli Sloven. He's the uh, the MC of sorts at uh, at Mullins. He does a lot of stuff for UMass Athletics, their socials, that kind of thing. So uh, he's really uh, in and around the the program a whole lot. And we we sat down and talked to him, and it was great conversation. Definitely definitely fun to catch up with him and hear some things we hadn't heard before. Yeah, no, he definitely surprised us with a lot of stuff that we weren't expecting to hear, frankly. And I don't even think it was really due to a lack of research because, I mean, as you'll see in the interview, his job that he does in Mullins is, you know, kind of like low key and nobody really knows the the specifics of it. So I think it was really cool to get him on to shed a little light on it. Yeah, it was it was great to hear from him and just uh, all around a fun time. So just a, a disclaimer before we throw you right into it. Uh, our interview with Eli was two parts. Uh, the first part, he was actually in the Mullen Center. Uh, and was there's a bunch of players and staff and people in the program walking by that uh, kind of interrupted it a little bit. But uh, just take note of that. And then second half, uh, we got to talk to him in his, uh, in his room, which was a little quieter. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hop in when it's uh, between the two parts. But, yeah, just a, a heads up. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. And this is uh, our conversation with Eli. We are joined today by one of the voices of the Mullen Center. He's coming live from the Mullen Center right now. Uh, if you've been to a UMass game, you've probably heard him, seen him. Uh, he is the director of Vibes, and he is Eli Sloven. Eli, how you doing, man? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good. So you got to start by telling us where where that director of Vibes namesake came comes from. Ooh, that's a good. Uh, what's up, boys? Dude, listen to this here. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here. I'm going to have to move. I'm on like a UMass hockey podcast right now. Can we give you, can I give you guys a shout out? Yeah, sure. This, all right. Ready? These are the equipment boys. Introduce Ooh, yourself. What's up, Say boys? hello. Give them a reveal. Hi, Noah Janowski, uh, senior manager. What's up? Nate Sullivan. Did you hear that? Did yes. you get him? Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. All right, there we go. Holy. Electric factor. Yeah. Are you going to be over there? Yeah. All right. I'll find you at Worm Dogs. Awesome. Um, Sorry, I had to. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> Dude, more content. Hey, oh, you know what? He just said if you need a guest, we might have just locked in your next guest. Is wow. Janowski. It's a we, legend. We, third, so, we can uh, definitely look into it. 30 yeah, seconds into the pod, we're making moves. Let's go. We're already, dude, we're already out of whack. What did you, so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell the people where, where Director of Vibes comes from. Oh, um, so that's an interesting one. I didn't come up with it, oddly enough. It, uh, it's like a, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm not really supposed to answer because I was told it had to like stay under wraps. Not really, but basically I'll say it's actually developed within the basketball program is okay. going to be my answer. And given that it's a hockey podcast, I think we'll stick to hockey, but it was developed there. And then someone tweeted it or like coach McCall said it in a press conference. Cause I'm around that program quite a bit. And, uh, <laughs> And everyone on Twitter just started calling me the director of vibes, which I, I don't claim as my title. I don't even know if I have a title. I'm just sort of around a lot. Um, but I, yeah, that would be, I would say developed in the basketball program originally is, is where it came from. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Some, get some top secret information coming through the high character podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, this is that's that's un, never before heard unrevealed intel right there. Yeah, well, moving on no. from that, we can we can start off with, I guess, maybe some more, you know, historical data, you know, get into your roots, if you will. So what role did UMass play in your life growing up in the Amherst area? Because you are an Amherst local. <laughs> I, so I don't know. If, I just almost burst out laughing. So UMass, essentially, in my development as a youth, uh, I would say absolutely took over from the time I was two years old until now, obviously. Um, both my parents went here. My two uncles on my dad's side went here. My aunt actually played field hockey at UVM on that side of the family. And then uh, my grandparents, 
one of them might have gotten here. They might have worked here. I don't know. They have a bench somewhere. They're doing well. But uh, they, you know, UMass was always this huge part of my life, right? And um, so I'd say that to, to give it some perspective, we always had season tickets for, you know, football, basketball, hockey. And um, there was this dude named Anthony Anderson, who you guys probably don't know on the basketball team, actually was coached and recruited by John Leonard's father. John Leonard, who I think had a stint in the NBA. And uh, so when I was about two or three years old, I went through this phase where I wouldn't respond to Eli and people call me a lot of different things. I, uh, I'd respond exclusively to Anthony Anderson for three. And um, it's because at the Mullen Center, this particular dude would, you know, his name was Anthony Anderson and the old PA guy who I, unfortunately, I'm forgetting his name he would like be like oh anthony anderson four three and um so there we were and that's all i'd respond to so i think that probably gives a little perspective and then for the remainder of my academic career up until now i was always wearing umass stuff and just out of everything and um yeah i don't know i'd say it played a pretty pretty big role in my life cool that's what and i would you, say and you were uh, so I hear a big, big hockey guy growing up. You got the uh, kind of notorious being in the penalty box, that kind of thing. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your your high school hockey career. What kind of what kind of guy are you on the ice? So my, I, I, well, I'm washed up now. But um, if we're gonna talk about my hockey career, which is an interesting one to discuss, I uh, actually learned to skate here, so that's kind of cool. But um, I also, I don't know, like. I mean, I think I'm allowed to be here. I don't know. I grew up in this rink. So if anyone gets mad, I apologize. But um, uh, I, when I was, again, like three years old, I was a basketball guy. My dad's 6'6", six, six, and he played basketball. And so I was always a diehard basketball dude. My mom really wanted me to learn how to skate. Learned how to skate, fell in love with it. I'd say I was, you know, actually I learned to skate with Ryan Leonard, who is uh, – gonna play at bc and then this kid kaz who i believe committed here actually so we had a, a pretty elite group of of people mm-hmm. i learned to skate with obviously i'm sitting on a couch now I'm not lacing them up but um i uh i played initially for the amherst hockey association here which is like just a youth team and then i played for in like eighth grade i played for the western mass wizards out of the mass mutual center which was really cool because it was like your home rink was this big arena mm-hmm. and so that was neat um and then from there i played for the <laughs> what's up boys it's the the e crews walking by again um or the e gang what, what do you call yourselves the e squad i was E-squad. wrong three All times in a row the e squad um but uh <laughs> that's so classic that we got them on here um so I played for the Wizards. Then in high school, I played for, in the fall, I played for the Western Mass Vipers, which is a great organization. So shout out to them. Love the Western Mass Vipers. The guy that started that is actually like a big time professor of polymer science here at UMass. Um, this guy, Jim Watkins, he's the real deal. And then I played hockey for Amherst High. I was on varsity all four years. I was named an assistant captain like midway through my sophomore year. And then I was the captain my junior and senior year. So I was around there for a while. I, uh, I played for this guy named Mike Russo, who also was like my coach for the Vipers. However, it was not an MIA violation because we were like under the threshold for however many people could be on the team so that we were legal there. Um, but I'm trying to, oh, now we can see both you guys at the same time. <laughs> I've never done this on the phone. I was like, oh, I got a swipe. There we um, go. But uh, yeah, he took over at Amherst High. He used to coach at Cathedral. He coached uh, Leno, John Leonard at Cathedral before he left. And then he came and coached here. And I, he had like known my dad for some reason because he like worked for, with him in the school district. My dad's a, a principal in the town. And um, so like there was one day I was walking by the the team doing like dry land stuff in the fall and Roos, as everyone calls him so fondly was like slubs like why are you doing this and I was like I 
I don't know. And he's like, well, show up. So I start showing up. And this was in like September and the high school season doesn't start until November. And I showed up every single time. And it like, it wasn't mandatory for the dudes that were in high school on the team. It was just like, you show up. And so I kept going and um, I ended up like, they said, Hey, you want to be a manager? And I was like, yeah. So that meant that I'd fill the water bottles at every practice. But oh I also, God. listen, I also got to skate at every practice. So from the time I was in seventh grade, until like March 13th, 2020, right? When my career came to an end, I skated like five to seven days a week from, you know, November to March. And then obviously I played on like spring and summer teams. And I, the reality is guys, if we're going to talk about my hockey career and people, uh, this, look at this, I'm working in my first plug. I'm going to plug my Instagram right now. <laughs> you can go to my Instagram at Eli Slovin. And there's a post where it was like my last post as I, my hockey career came to an end and in it, this is how I pretty much describe my career. Right. I was never the best player on the ice ever. Maybe like once during learn to play, I had a, a game where I was better than Ryan Matt or something like that, which probably is a lie, but I like to think that the majority of the time I had probably the best hair on the ice. So for me, I was like not the best player, but I had pretty good hair and I brought the energy in the locker room. I, I loved being in a hockey locker room. This is like probably my first few years of my life, not being in a locker room. And it's just not the same. Um, but I, yeah, no, I was, I think I was probably in like third grade. Adam Phillips was on the team and I don't know if you guys remember him. He's number 27, this tall dude had outstanding hair him and Connor Sherry had great flow. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. So I grew my hair out and I, you know, I cut it for baseball season, but I pretty much always had some flow going. And uh, it's funny because it actually like now, uh, not so much as of late, but when the boys were, were in the, the frozen four this last time around and um, coach red, what's up guys. Um, we're, we're live podcast right now it's unbelievable yeah it's incredible i'm actually i'm talking about you guys so credit to you but we'll uh, see you soon um so i you know we talked a little bit just because i had connected with him when he was around and um we yeah i don't know shout out adam phillips shout out my instagram shout out my hair when i was in high school that's pretty much all i got for that one <laughs> Wow, full full runaround for Slove's hockey hockey life. Yeah, that was probably longer than it needed to be. I, <laughs> I imagine most of my answers are going to be longer than they need to be. So feel free to cut whatever you got to cut. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that that was a great origin story. I mean, it, it's pretty clear that your your Amherst roots run pretty deep. Um, there was a little bit of uh, questionability regarding your 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 college commitment. Back back when when you were making your your decision, you made that a pretty big uh, spectacle, and it was actually between UMass and Penn State, and we all know how it ended up coming out. But can you give us a little bit of insight into what made that you know what ultimately made that decision for you when you when you did that? <laughs> this is unbelievable. I didn't realize we were going to be talking so much about me. This is cool. Um, <laughs> we're so, interviewing you. Yeah, well, hey, no, you guys. We got a lot of questions lined up. Job. Oh, you do? Oh, geez. oh yeah. And I we got some uh, stuff. I'm going to have to find a charger at some point, but we're, we're in good shape. So, um, I, oh, well, I don't know how to like dive in on this one. I, I've told this story a few times, but basically my dad was born in state college, Pennsylvania. Right. And my grandpa worked at Penn state. And then when he was very young, probably like three or four, they moved to Amherst and they lived here. Excuse me. And, um, so once my time to pick a college kind of came around and I'll, I'll give you like, tr I'll try and give you the short version. I'm not great at giving the short version, but I'll try. Um, I honestly, like my junior year of high school, I was not totally like, I didn't even really want to go to college. Like I wanted to be a bartender. I just was not feeling school, which, you know, even out of math school, I don't know if I'm totally feeling school, but <laughs> I, I had like these really, really good grades in high school, like outstanding grades. And it got to a point where my parents and everyone were kind of like, Hey, you can do whatever you want, but like it, it, you'd probably be wasting your grades if you didn't go to college. And I could have got, you know, 
UMass, I say with pride, is the best school on the planet. But I definitely could have gotten into some other schools and that, you know, on another echelon academically, but I, I always loved UMass, right? And so when it came time to tour schools, which I didn't want to do, and over the course of five days, my mom and I went, we did like a tour at UMass, which I didn't need. It was horrible. I was like, it, it literally made me so upset because she was giving like a bad tour. I was like, I yeah. am so disappointed. Like, if I'm on this tour and I'm not myself, I wouldn't want to come here. And I want every single person on the planet to want to come to school here. So I was so frustrated after that. That hurt. Um, and so then the next day I went towards Syracuse, which was epic. I loved it. It was so cool. They don't have a hockey team though. Um, so then the, they do have a club team. They're on my TikTok for you page a lot. So shout out to them, but um, they should go D1. They have whatever. Next day we drive to, Ithaca, which is where our fearless leader, Ryan Bamford, attended school. Um, he, I think, was a thousand point scorer there on their basketball team. And I, you know, I like the, the concept of the kind of college town of Ithaca, New York. I talked to some other alums. I talked to, to Ryan and I thought it was a cool place. So I toured it and it was neat. Um, and so then being in the middle of nowhere in New York, my mom and I were kind of like, hey, like, we're sort of close to state college. Like maybe we should just go. So that night we decided, you know what? Yep. We'll book a hotel and we drove from Ithaca, New York to state college, Pennsylvania. And it was like the craziest ride we had ever taken. There was torrential downpours. It was out of control. Um, but Hey, what's up? Um, yeah. I thought I'd be in a spot where no one would be. And suddenly I'm just seeing all these people. But um, So I, uh, I went, I toured Penn State. I like fell in love with it. Like you see, you turn the corner on whatever the highway is. You see Beaver Stadium and you're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like it was incredible. I went around the town and everything everywhere is plastered with Penn State stuff. Like the whole town. It basically going there, I was like, this is what I want UMass and Amherst to look like someday. And I was like, you know, this is unbelievable. So the reason I was even looking there in the first place was because my dad was born there and my uncle was involved with a, a company there. And so I would have had someone that was around that, it, you know, I wouldn't have been home, but I would have had a, a familial connection. Um, and obviously just an incredible sports school. Um, but so fa to fast forward, um, I applied there. And then I just, yeah. Um, I also applied to Suffolk because it was my understanding that they had like cheap tickets to the Bruins and the Celtics on days when it wasn't sold out. So I applied to those five schools. I got into all of them. And then like COVID hit my high school life, career, whatever you want to call it, ended. And then Tom Brady left. And it was like spiral. It was so bad. Like that week from March 13th to March 17th was horrific. And um, so I was sitting in my bedroom one day and I had kind of like, I'm trying to remember the timeline because I had sort of said to um, Ryan Bamford and a few other people, like I, I sort of gave him the gist. I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm probably going to come to UMass, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't like set on it. I hadn't, meaning I hadn't put in my deposit yet. And then I'm sitting in my room and I'm looking around and I see this teddy bear, which I wish I had done this in my dorm room. I wish I had the time because I would have been able to show you guys the teddy bear. Um, well, this means I'm going to have to come back so I can show you the teddy bear. But he, or not the bear, but all my stuff in my room is all UMass stuff. And I, nothing I hate more than like seeing a kid walking around campus with BC gear, like, you know, Michigan gear. And so I'm like, I can't really go and be the idiot that is at Penn State with all UMass merch. Cause like, I, it's not to say I have a lot of merch, but like, it's difficult for me to not wear UMass stuff. Like, oh, of course, I, of course. Like, no, no, I don't mean like emotionally. I mean like I try here. I'm gonna move actually because there's so many people. I try to not wear UMass stuff as often as I do. Like I, I literally have probably ninety percent of my wardrobe is just UMass merch, which is for better or worse, but that's just the way it is. So 
I'm sitting there and I have this other thing, like this little mini stick signed by Kale. And I was like, dude, like if you ask is good enough for Kale, my car, and I have all this stuff. And like, there's so many people like Alan Pandiani, who is no longer here. I really connected with him from the time I was in like eighth grade. Coach Carvel has, is just an incredible human um, as everyone knows, but like there were so many people that I had connected with and I just felt like, oh my God, I'd be an idiot not to go to the place that I've loved since I was three years old. And um, so I, oh yeah. So I went on Twitter and I don't remember like how it happened, but there's, listen, there's nothing else going on. Like it's literally the beginning of quarantine. There's nothing else going on. Yep. And, um, and so somehow probably like Curry Hicks Sage or someone tweeted something about where I was going to go to school and I was like, all right, it's Penn State or UMass. And then it sort of just snowballed and became a thing. I don't know how long you guys have been involved in the Twitter sphere. I never really know who. I think, like, the first people I came across were, like, fight mass and whatever. But um, it was all a joke to me. Like, I thought I was just giving people something to talk about. And then Curry Sage just, like, come on the podcast, announce it, whatever. And I was like, all right, I guess I have to um, – I pause i just realized the weight room is named after ben gallacher who's a legend so also shout out to him but that's pretty cool i didn't know that um, so uh i come to campus and again like amherst is a ghost town and i'm like sage who's my younger sister like we're going to make a video it's going to be my commitment video to mass it has to like look like I'm trying to be serious but it also needs to be hilarious because it's not serious at all like i, I just want to put this funny video out and um, so we go, we do it. And then like the week progresses and we get to Friday at 3 p.m. of whatever week it was. And people are like pressing me like, yo, what's going on? The video won't export. It was too big. So I had to go back and edit down like half the video for Twitter. Um, and uh, so I made that and Tucci like had texted me the night. This was so smooth by Tucci, by the way. This was classic because he didn't know where I was going. I think the only people that knew like ahead of time were probably like Bamford, Coach Carvel, and Alan knew like he was probably the first to know. But um, Tucci texts me as I'm out with my mom who's like delivering food to the people who because she's a teacher and, you know, in COVID people need food. Um he texts me he goes yo slums <laughs> i've done work with him in the past like from social media stuff like doing the instagram story he says hey i'm putting together my schedule for next fall like i just want <laughs> i just wanted to know if i should be putting you on the schedule or not so basically he's saying like yo are you coming here what's oh, good <laughs> and so my response was you know tooch like I don't totally know. Oh, I lost you again. There you're back. I swiped. That was my bad. I don't totally know if uh, I'm going to have time or whatever, but like, could you make me this graphic with this statement? <laughs> so basically I was like, yeah, okay, dude, I'm coming to UMass. You can relax. Like I'm, I'm doing it. It's okay. And um, so he makes me the graphic and then I finally tweeted it out at like two or three o'clock no like three o'clock yeah because it was supposed to be at two but it didn't work and uh then Korea Sage had me on his podcast we released it and that was that now fast forward to June I get like a letter that I had gotten into uh Syracuse as a double major right away for their business program and their communications program like their new house whatever like their t the stuff that's hard to get into like I I was not supposed to get into that or no I was but like most people are not supposed to get into that and um, I see it and I'm like, damn, like I can't not go to UMass. I just did all this stuff and I made the right choice. It's the best school on the planet. Um, and obviously I've gotten to connect with so many incredible people. I, you know, I, I'm glad I went here over Penn State. I think that answer took about 10 minutes. I apologize, but <laughs> that's the, that's the deal. They only gave me like a minute and a half when I'm at the Mullen Center for a, a promo. So I got to let my air out now. <laughs> <laughs> You, you uh, yeah. we are already gonna have to get you back on a second time so it's all good <laughs> thank you i'll be back you let me know we can do it like once a month i'll do it whenever I, anytime anyone asks me to do anything i'm in like i i was actually on the news in boston like my first day of school at umass so if you, if you want me i'm in 
Yeah, that's that's a whole other story. We can talk <laughs> about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that another time. I uh, I just want yeah. to ask maybe maybe give a brief rundown of what you do at UMass, like outside of academics. Like obviously you're the MC of sorts at Mullins, but like what what goes into your job per se in athletics and that kind of thing, dude. I don't even know, like the <laughs> stuff that I do. I don't, hold on, I just tapped a text. Hold on, let me go back. I, I think technically my title, if I have a title, is maybe like marketing student assistant. I, I don't even know. I'm at like practices. I'm at every game that I can go to. I was at women's lacrosse today. Briefly, I did have to leave because I had to go to uh, an appointment. So I fired off the tweet saying we were really good, which we are really good. But then, it, you know, when I t- tweeted it, it was 2-1 UMass. <laughs> when I went back after the game, it was not 2-1 UMass. It was not. So I, was, I, I had a rude awakening on Twitter. But um, I, I honestly, like, I'm just trying to get people excited. Like, that's what I would say. And and anything that I can do, and I said this, like, to one of my friends who is involved with the basketball team, this kid, Jay Caden, he's, like, the head manager for them. A lot of incredible people that I've gotten to meet. But um, I basically texted him one day because he was like, what? Why are you doing so much? Like, you're at the Mullen Center almost every day. You're here. You're there. And I was like, dude, you know, like, the reality is, I could die tomorrow. Like, why would I not do absolutely everything in my power to try and help UMass win and be successful today, whether it be in academics or in athletics or in, you know, the community, whatever. Like, I just want this place. I want, my goal is to make, if people could love UMass just 8% as much as I do, every single game would be sold out. We'd be like, the place would be worth billions of dollars. Like it would just be unbelievable. You know what I mean? And so my thing that I'm trying to do is just get people to, you know, 8% is lofty because I love this place very much. And sometimes I don't, there's certainly things that we've done wrong and and I'm not afraid to call them on it, but um, like those tissues at the UMass store were atrocious. I'm not going to get into anything else regarding the UMass store because don't say that we name. don't need to talk about that, <laughs> but those tissues were bad. Um, so uh, I'd say, what do I do? I just try to perpetuate positivity and, and do anything that I can as someone who is, you know, I, I was forced into retirement athletically um, actually due to skill. So <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to to get people excited in ways that that you know elevate every aspect of the university, especially athletics. Like that's I it's what I fell in love with when I was very young, and you know I I'm relatively close with a lot of people on a lot of different teams, and I I think that you know obviously the hockey team was a sleeping giant, right? We're in this incredible, or I'm in this incredible practice rink. Most places don't even have two rinks, like. I think the school as a whole is a sleeping giant. We were kind of, my understanding is that historically we were screwed because MIT got all the money like back in the 1800s or something. And I don't care about that at all. I'm like, we are here now. So let's just try to try to elevate and, and get this place to the top of whatever that may be in every aspect. Like I, I think football could be successful. I think I know basketball will be successful. I know football will be successful, but I, um, I truly love it. I love it here. And to say what I do every day would just be ridiculous because it's something new every single day. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know how to answer your question, unfortunately, but I think that's a valid response. I don't know. Yeah, that is I mean, all right. I love that passion. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, the response that you gave was pretty indicative of a director of vibes. So you're definitely living up to that title, even though it might be a de facto title, but I still think you're living up to it regardless. But um, hey, if it becomes the real one, that's okay with me. I kind of said like this dude I went to who plays football at Amherst College, now Jack Nagy, I went to high school with him. He, uh, I think he called me because I was the same way. I didn't love Amherst High, but like I my all my best friends were on the football team and when I was a freshman no one was going to the football games by the time I was a senior they were like undefeated and everyone was going like I just own that sense of not community or pride to like want people to be as excited about things as I am for some reason 
And um, so he said to me, he like called me the minister of culture. And I was like, damn, isn't that what Matthew McConaughey does at uh, University of Texas? Like, that would be sick if I did that at somewhere like UMass or Penn State, right? And so then I come in here and they'd ask me to go to like a practice. Uh, this is, I, I almost divulged where it came from, but um, basically someone started calling me the director of vibes. And I was like, that could be it, but I'm not, I, I'm not owning that. I'm not claiming it. It's just what some people have called me. If someday it becomes a real thing and it's my type, that's okay with me. I'll accept. Um, but yeah, that, uh, thank you, I guess. I don't know. Dude. I love that. Cause, uh, back in the day, basketball, uh, 2016 era, UMass, Evan and I, you could see if the game was on TV or whatever, me and him would just be like the only two guys standing up at the front of the student section. Yeah. So obviously yep. we, we didn't get the tread that you have, uh, like get our name out there, kind of, kind of enticing people for UMass to come to games and stuff, but we're kind of along the same, same lines, want UMass to be as good as possible. Yeah, no. And I, I appreciate that. I know you guys are hockey guys. So the fact that they went to basketball games is huge that like, it really should probably be meaningless to me. Cause I, I don't get like money or anything. Like I'm not them winning does nothing for me other than just makes me excited. So I, I, but like, seriously, like, thank you for coming. That means a lot. So, and, and that's part of it too. It's like, I've been here my whole life. I've seen the highest of highs when our basketball team is borderline a top 10 team in the country and the mall center is selling out. And then I've been at games where like, you know, the hockey team lost like 10 to one or something and seeing across all I've seen every sport. I think I've seen the highest highs and lowest lows like lacrosse. I was there that year. They were number one in the country and undefeated. I went to a lot of games. Then I went to that NCAA tournament game when they lost to Colgate and I was devastated. So like, it's all, it's a roller coaster, but I'm along for the ride, I guess. Um, And I truly think that we could get there in everything. We just, you know, I, I think the, the Patriots uh, say it best with like, do your job. If everybody's doing their job and they're doing it well, anything's possible. And I, I truly believe that. Does your current role change how you enjoy UMass sporting events or does the inside access kind of make up for it? Like does part of you kind of wish that you could be more of a fan and be more, I guess, of a normal attendee of games? Um, yes. And before I finish answering that, I just realized that when I turn the microwave on, uh, the charger for my laptop doesn't work. So this thing's that it, it took for a little insight. This is actually adds to to the people knowing what my life looks like. My laptop is at eight percent right now. So that's after a long day. Um, this thing is not supposed to die, but we'll just we're gonna play through. We're gonna play through. Um, through. It looks sketch. I'll turn off the microwave. But anyway, so to answer your question, that answer is absolutely yes things have changed um i certainly had some access before right just because i've been around so long and i Mm -hmm. uh i knew um you know i knew some people around and i i'd like been around with credentials and stuff before now i go like everywhere because i don't really have a choice like i'm literally running through the tunnel after chuck a puck to get to well, I guess we'll go hockey specific here because I was about to talk about basketball too, but like sprinting in the tunnel to get from the truck to puck to like this next section with the next thing, whatever. And um, like I said, I, I'm a washed up athlete, so I don't really have like that much energy by the time I get there. But I, uh, growing up, I, like being a hockey fan, again, catering towards hockey, like I always love to sit up high. Right. And so I think our season tickets are at the top of like section G or section F. I haven't gotten to sit there once this year. So that's been kind of like a bummer, but that's fine. Um, we got to add 30 seconds to that microwave. I know how to make a popcorn voice. Uh, that thing yeah. a little more time. We trust you. We trust yeah. you. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I would say that ultimately, like, does the extra access make it cool? Like, yeah, I mean, I love it. That's like, my life goal is to have an all access pass to every event I want to go to. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but like, if I want to go to a random game, in the NBA some night, I want an all access pass. Like of I course. love those things. Um, all right. Now that thing's off. Let me unplug and replug. We're off to a rocky start for the second half. Bang. We're plugged in. All right. We're <laughs> back. all good. We're so back. Um, so I would say that, um, 
don't want to burn my hand. I apologize. Mm. <laughs> you know, like I try to go to, I've been to more games on the road this year than I have any other year because when I'm on the road, I'm not working. Right. So I don't necessarily get like that same college student game day atmosphere that maybe you guys got when you were in the crowd and stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm running around, but like, I, again, wouldn't want it any other way. I have a great time. Um, and like, I, I had been before, like, we had Commonwealth club passes when I think I was like a junior in high school and we still do. And I, so I was down there. Right. Um, but it was a choice to between there and up top. And now it's kind of like, I'm usually down in that corner or somewhere else or whatever. Um, so I, it's a lot more movement and there's a lot more moving parts than in the past when I could just sit and watch a game. I'm not, I have no issues with that. It's just the new reality that I have. So, um, yeah, I think it's yeah, cool though. I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, just as like a little like personal note, I know this is like your interview and everything, but like people used to ask me like all the time when I was waiting in line, like before the games, like, why don't you just get a job on the hockey team? Like you can just automatically be on the bench or something, like be a student assistant. I'm like, no, because then like I have to work while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to be posted up in the student section with everybody going, like getting rowdy, just enjoying the game. And so it's nice to hear your perspective on that. I feel like it's it's really cool to kind of hear the other side. No, yeah, I, I definitely like in high school, I led that thing every time and we had a great time. And now it's like I I'm working like it, yeah. it is like I'm going to work and I'm OK with that. I enjoy it. Um, but it certainly is a different like the women's basketball games. I really like those because I'm not like an in-venue guy or whatever. I don't even know what it's called, like in-venue host or something like that. I'm not mm-hmm. on the mic at all um, at those. So I enjoy going to those and I get to be a fan. And, you know, those are exciting. Obviously tonight, now that yeah. we're recording uh, post-game, women's basketball just set the record. Shout out to them. I think, nope, thought my roommate was returning. I guess not. But um, so it's it certainly like, there's something to be said about being in the crowd and and being a part of that, uh, you know, opposed to working the games. And obviously you had your, you were the first one there every time. Like it's a legendary <laughs> yeah. thing. Everybody knows it now. It's like that. I, it should be in your Twitter bio. If it isn't in your Twitter bio, that should be in there. Eh, um, I'm going to have to try and find a way to fit that in there. We'll yeah. See. You got to work that in. Cause that's, you know, obviously now that UMass hockey is at the top, I feel like we, uh, everyone should be, taking pride in, you know, the, the steps, not that we ever did anything to help the program. Right. But we were there the whole way. Just support and, is support. Yeah. Yep. Support is support. True. As yeah. I eat my first bite of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see it having, it's like, like benefits and downfalls kind of thing, but seems like it's mostly plus for you, which is cool. I mean, I, I enjoy, I, here's the thing. I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to do it right exactly like True. that's it, no one's forcing certain, you to do it yeah there's times when it's like oh like i would rather be doing this but I, if i didn't want to do it i wouldn't do it that's the reality Fair. true do you have a favorite road venue to go to as a fan that's a good question um so i like matthews a lot because it's always pretty much all you mass fans mm-hmm. right fair um Lowell has a pretty nice arena, but like it's in Lowell. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I don't check, really check our to, arena review if you want to hear our thoughts about Lowell. Yeah. Like, not really trying to go to Lowell, but, and when we were there, there was a uh, silent auction. Ooh. And so I was lucky enough, my dad and I went to the game when the Celtics retired Paul Pierce's number mm. and they had in the silent auction, like a, a thing that was signed by him with like a replica number or whatever. Like it was this wicked cool yeah. deal for Paul Pierce, like from that game with the date and everything. Mm. And so with about two minutes left in the auction, I walked over, put my name down. It would have been like 230 bucks, which is steep. But I was like, this would be like, the one gift I give to my dad ever. That's the coolest mm-hmm. thing. And uh, this man with 
two seconds left as they're counting it down, like throws an elbow and writes his name. And so I didn't win it. So like, oh my god, I haven't been back since. I don't know if I'm ever going back there. That's Lowell, like, man, was, bad vibes in that building. Not trying to go to Lowell. Like that, <laughs> it's a nice arena, but it's literally in Lowell. Like even even apart from that story, I feel like people tend to not want to go to Lowell anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, again, it's Lowell. Like who wants to go to Lowell? Opposed to the flagship that is oh, yeah, or of literally course. anywhere else in the state of Massachusetts save like four <laughs> places yeah so we're gonna we're gonna transition over to the hockey side a little bit more now I think we've gotten a, a very very good in-depth look at what what you're kind of upbringing and you know, how everything's kind of tied into your current role at UMass but now this is high character this is you know this is hockey stuff we're getting into the nitty-gritty we're setting the standard let's go we're going right in so if you could take one former UMass player, and I'm going to preface this besides Kale McCarr, because that seems like a pretty easy answer here. But if you could just take one former player and put him on the current team to give us our best chance of just giving us that playoff push, just give us that little extra juice needed, who would you put on the team and why? I think I know his answer. That's a hell of a question. Um, you think you know my answer? I do. I'll let you answer first, but I think I know it. I don't I want to um so again, like I'm a vibes guy. <laughs> and mm, I I mean, let's be clear, Lopes has incredible hair. Josh Lapina has great hair. He does. Happy birthday to him, by the way. It's his birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday, Josh. Happy yeah. birthday to Josh Lapina. Follows um, us on Twitter. He does. Big, big fan yeah. of the pod. Big fan. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, again, wow, there's so many dudes. This is, I'm just, the fact that you asked this is just like throwing names into my brain from a while ago. Bringing back a lot of good memories, I'm hoping. No, absolutely, yeah. Um, like I grew up and that those were the dudes around, but I like, Adam Phillips inspired my hair. I already mentioned him once. I'm not saying he would bring, I don't like, now the roommate's about to walk in. Right? Three, two, one. Door's opening. Is he coming in? Oh, no. He's closing the door. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, trying to figure no. it out. Uh, I'd probably... There he is. What's up, Dubs? Well, yeah, we're live. We're, oh, my gosh. Sorry. He brought Reese's. Ooh. I didn't mean to like, get excited like that. That's a game changer, though. <laughs> but he just brought Reese's. I'm fired up. Um, yeah, I'm going Adam Phillips for the hair. That's the only reason. Because I think the team they have right now is legit. I do. So yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say they need any, anyone other than another guy with incredible hair. Which is, I'm, everyone on the squad has great hair. But I'm checking this man's uh, little page on UMass Athletics right now. Because I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a full disclosure, completely before my time. Oh, no, absolutely. This is before, before I was time. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most fan. of the names that I was thinking of were definitely before your time. This man has elite hair, an immaculate head of lettuce on him. I must say, no, six it's foot six, huge guy. Yeah, he, yeah. he. I think he would make a big difference on this team. He, oh, he would sure just be this massive presence, big locker room guy. I could totally see it. Yeah, actually, I gotta. I I'm gonna have to <laughs> let me know when you guys put this out, and I'll fire it to him because I'll be like, "Yo, we just dropped some major shoutouts." Literally me. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow yeah. morning. Okay. Yeah. Big right. shout out there. So that's a vibe. That's a strictly vibes pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I I pick mostly based on vibes. If I'm being completely honest, because mm. uh, and again, I'm not like I, I don't get to watch every second of every game now because I'm running around. Mm -hmm. so I don't know exactly where if there are any holes, which I don't think there are. Um, I don't know where they would be. So from a from a vibes standpoint. I'm going with a Phil. Who do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to go John Leonard, Amherst boy. Oh, played with yeah, his he brother. Was robbed. That man was robbed of a Hobie Baker and maybe a potential first Addy. I don't know. That was uh, yeah. that was sad when that one came. Yeah, but yeah, that was a really? bummer. But um, yeah, Leno, Leno. I mean, every team could use Leno, of course. Yeah. Like, there's so many dudes that I could think of where, like, they absolutely would make the team better because they're just incredible hockey players. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, from a from a vibe standpoint, I'm going with with Adam Phillips. Yeah, I respect I'm, it. I'm wondering if you know this guy who uh, right before Evan and I came to school played for the hockey team named Steven Guzzo. I've always been interested in him because he has my last name. One of the only people I've ever I low-key thought you were related to him. I, I thought I might be too when I heard of him. I looked into it. I'm not – I'd love to have, like, a game used jersey from him. I think that'd be sick. That'd yeah, be pretty he, sick. He was a legend. So, mm-hmm. I um, I doubt who'd remember me at all. But who's, like, one of the dudes when he was here and he was on the team, I was like, oh, like, I, like I know him. But mm-hmm. as, that's me as a – I don't know how old I was. But, like, I went to a camp every summer – when I was growing up and it was called like the UMass hockey school. And it was with this guy, Len Canal. I think that's how you say his name. He called him coach Q and then coach red who passed away, obviously rest in peace. Love that man. Both of them, rest coach Q, peace. coach red legends. And um, they always would have like players work at the camp. And Steven was there. I forget what his nickname was, but it might've been like, hold on. Let me see. Let me do a little uh, do a little research. Do a little research. But he was always at that camp, and um, and he was like the man, and everybody loved him. And then when I was playing for like my youth team, he would come out and practice, not practice with us, but like help run our practices. So he was a, a great guy. Um, yeah, Stephen. Yep, there he is. It's no, I was thinking of some other. Maybe it was Anthony Rayola or Rayola. I could be butchering these names. I don't know, but I was thinking someone's nickname was like Razor or something. I think it was huh. that must have been him. But um, he, yeah, I think he was good. I mean, again, I was young-ish, but uh, he was around a lot in the community, so I he certainly was good in that regard. Cool guy. Yeah. yeah. No, when I first saw your name, I was like, oh, it's got to be related to him. Yeah. But if you're not, that's nuts. The first person Hilarious. I've ever come across in public that has the same last name as me that I'm not related to. You got to get him on the show someday. That'd be incredible. Yeah, hopes, hopefully someday. It'd be very nice. All right, turning the clock forward a little bit to this year. Uh, just wanted to get your your thoughts and your your vibe check of sorts on on our team this year and, and what you think it'll take to get back to the to the Frozen Four in Boston. Um, I like the vibes. I'm going to be honest. I'm a fan right now. We're about to go out tomorrow and uh, – I think we're giving out donuts outside of Eisenberg. That's just immaculate vibes. I mean, who doesn't want donuts? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think – I don't know who's going to be out there with us. But um, I talked to them tonight. They seem excited to be slinging some donuts. So, (laughs) that obviously is just outstanding karma. And good karma comes from positive vibes. and. I think that, um, you know, obviously Frozen Four is in Boston this year. So maybe on the outside there's there's extra added pressure to, to make the thing. But I, I quite frankly would at the very least hope, but I think based on my vibe check that I'm doing right now in my head um, – I don't think they're really concerned with that. I think they're just trying to win hockey games, which is like exactly what I think anyone else in their shoes is trying to do. And, and I think they're legit. I mean, yeah. we got the best coach and coaching staff in the country. It's not even particularly close. That's yeah, it's like, not a question. Yeah. yeah. Like Greg Carvel's the best coach in the country. I, it's not even close. Like I will say that forever. Um, and uh, and that's for so many different reasons, not just like what he does with the team, but like the way he is off the ice and in the community, whatever. Like that man literally, when I was a senior and junior, I think, like came to some Amherst High hockey games. Like, wow, really? No one, no one on that team is playing for UMass, but like, yeah, and I'm relatively. Like I, my relationship with him, I appreciate greatly. And he knows that, um, but like, he didn't have to do that mm. at all. Yeah. But he knew that people appreciate his program and him coming out to support a local high school hockey team would have value. So 
I, uh, I think based on the vibes that they perpetuate every day and they're, they, you know, they have these standards and, um, I, I think they could be another special group. That's the reality. Yeah. Now last year, like as soon as we beat BC in overtime, it was like, oh my God, wait, this could actually happen. And then it wasn't. And then it was like, whoa, wait, this is happening. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the reality is right now, who are they playing this weekend? UConn. UConn. Yeah, I never even know. Like I'm guys day to day here. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not, exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. I got like eight different things, but um, I, I think they could be a special group. That's, that's what I got to say. Yeah. We'll plug Friday morning. Tune into the series preview. We're previewing the series with UConn. So tune in. Boys. Tune in. Fire yeah. me up. For, for, for those people out there that are living day to day, just like Eli, yeah. we can keep we can keep you in there series to series and make yeah. sure that you're always up to date on the latest UMass yes. hockey stuff. That's legit. You guys are putting in the work right now. I oh, gotta yeah. say, I certainly appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm sure the boys and on the staff, any support they can get is awesome. So any additional positive coverage, and you know, obviously you guys are diehards. Nothing better than a couple diehards. So. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we have to live by our namesake. We can't call our podcast high character and not. We can't just half-ass it. Yeah, like, there's no way. No, I, yeah. you're you're doing a great job. <laughs> Truly, I like. I'm. I will always say that it took too long to have a hockey podcast, but like, then people would be like, "Oh, well, why didn't you do it?" I just don't have time. If I had yeah. time, I would. I mean, you kidding me? Talking about UMass hockey, I love it. Um, but. Yeah, listen to the preview on Friday. There you <laughs> go. Appreciate it. Thanks for the plug, Neil. I appreciate it. Yeah. But all right. So obviously we know that Frozen Four is gonna be in Boston. I guess you could call it a technical road trip, right? But if you were to have like the dream UMass hockey road trip, like you could describe like who we'd be playing against, where it would be. It could even be like a neutral site game you know, time of the year, it could be like early in the season, late in the season, playoff game, whatever. What would be your ideal road trip to a UMass hockey game? So I know you were a big road trip guy when it came to the Pittsburgh uh, Frozen Four. You had a playlist yeah. going and everything. You were that ready. That was nuts. Oh, my God. Um, I would say dream road trip for UMass hockey. Um, probably, let me think for a sec. If I had to choose a date, I'd say April 8th, 2021. I like uh, on my way to Pittsburgh, where the Frozen Four was, and then they won the national championship. Like it literally that was the dream. <laughs> that, that, that was your dream, and it just happened. Like, that was the dream. I don't know. I don't know um, if it gets any better. I think like if somehow, and this again, everything's under hypotheticals. I think if there was like a a national championship game in Boston against BC, like that would be yeah unbelievable. And then if we beat them and the place is just full of UMass fans. Yeah. I don't know. I, that trip to Buffalo. So I was a junior in high school when we went to Buffalo and for me, I've always been a big UMass guy, but growing up, all my friends were like Michigan fans and, you know, uh, Notre Dame, whatever, just because that's where their parents had, come from yep and uh so to go to buffalo and see like and even in boston in going back to 2019 like the hockey semis i mean when we show up we show up like it's it's unbelievable the bars are packed everyone's Mm -hmm. wearing maroon like there's no better feeling than going into a city or somewhere other than Amherst and just seeing droves of UMass fans. Mm, like yeah. it, it's epic. And so I think really any trip that involves that is incredible. And it's yeah. always great to see the, the folk from Twitter. Um, that's always cool. But yeah, I mean, it's just, did you guys, were you guys in Pittsburgh? or i went cam was i couldn't go yeah Yeah. it was like i didn't really go out because i was not or i was vaccinated but like still not trying to get the vid right yeah so kind of laid low then came back to amherst and whatever but 
like that moment in the uh like the entryway or whatever with all the UMass people it's like we own this and if we could just find ways to capture that energy and perpetuate it on a day-to-day basis I don't know if anyone can you're, you're unstoppable at that point yeah. I mean you gotta be yeah dude that I'm so be. I'm so with you those vibes that like after the regionals in Manchester, New Hampshire, just like going to the concourse and like, you know, that's such a great call. I was like, Oh my God. So shout out Alyssa Leonard, who used to work at UMass. Mm -hmm. I remember like seeing her in the hallway and I had worked with her a little bit. And again, like I grew up with Ryan, so she was always around and whatever. And like, she was, I think the first person I saw once I got on the concourse Mm -hmm. and we were just like, bro, like, we're going to Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> when did this happen? Like, what are we doing? So and that was just like, and that, and you're just hugging strangers. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Like everybody. Yep. Yeah. That was unreal. You know, I remember when I was there for that, I was just sitting there high five and random people, little kids, people that were over the age of 80. Like it didn't matter. And it completely <laughs> indiscriminate, just high fiving everybody. Yeah. Everyone. I think, I think I saw a couple people in, I think it was Harvard shirts. We ended up beating Harvard and I almost like I saw maroon or like crimson yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. their color is. And I'm yeah. like, uh, like, I'm about to do it. And then I stopped myself halfway. I was like, my bad, but yeah. it got a little yeah. awkward. No, dude, that, I, that, those that was my, moments. my first like real sense of like loving UMass and like loving the community. Like that was the first like big like UMass one, like let's get hyped kind of yep. moment. It was awesome. Because we don't have enough of those. Right. We need more of those. And, and yeah. When, but it's almost like if we had them all the time, would they be a special? I don't know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was like a moment. I think my first, like, moment was probably in terms of, like, UMass people just coming together. There was – that I remember anyway, like as far as I know, I think I was at that UMass UConn basketball game when we upset them, but I was very mm-hmm. little. Um, like the NIT for basketball when Travis Ford was here and we like hosted, maybe it was a semis or something, I don't know. And the place w- was nuts. And like, again, everyone hugging strangers. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they'd be. I don't remember any of it, but I just remember that was like, wow, this is what it could be. And then obviously hockey is a whole other story because that's been my sport my whole life. But um, yeah, there's there's definitely like that. It because it, it's interesting because it's like I live by New Mass, right? Like I literally wear shirts with it. Like that is and everything that comes with it. Like I love that and own yeah. that. But there's also like this generation of people like came here like graduated mid 2010s like maybe 2017 whatever and like they just like to get rowdy and mm-hmm. even sooner like earlier than that like 2000s there's just like this generation of people that like to get rowdy and so when they can get rowdy and get rowdy about sports it's just incredible it's yeah, it's like a whole different thing like and i mean obviously my years and whatever like we're kind of growing because we are coming out of covid and whatever mm-hmm. but i mean it, it's just yeah the the umass community is an, an incredible one and i think uh carvey said it in his speech he was like we're you know a community of common people doing incredible things or something like that i mean he's totally correct because we're in a state with literally the best schools on the planet like harvard what amherst college is unbelievable um MIT like all these schools and we also have this unbelievable flagship that I think the sky is the limit with definitely couldn't agree more with you all right we got we got one more question for you we don't want to give you don't want to take up too much of your time now you're a busy guy I'm kind of hey I'm free for the rest of the night but hit me (laughs) it kind of goes along with the creating more of those fan moments uh yep what what uh message would you have to UMass fans, UMass students, anybody that that might be listening to to get up and get rowdy for for these last games in this playoff push? Um. Wow, what a what a what an opportunity, right? 
<laughs> what an opportunity. The floor is yours, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> what an opportunity. Um, so maybe that's what I'd say. What an opportunity. Wait, I might, I might've just said it and that's not even what I meant to say. I like, <laughs> I mean, let me spin it like that. You think about it, it's like, dude, we are literally, I wouldn't say we're coming off a national championship anymore. Right now we're pushing for, you know, I don't like to say another one, but that is the goal game back by game, back. every your game by game. Right. But this is like, you have an opportunity to be a part of something special. Um, um, it's really good hockey. It just is. Like you're seeing dudes that are going to play in the NHL. Like yeah. I'm going to see Kale on Monday. Hey, same. Yeah. Not, oh, nice. We'll have to, I'll find you if I can. Sounds like a plan. Um, but it, it's really good hockey. You will have an incredible time. I hope. Um, and it would mean the world to me if the place fills up one more time before the end of the year and the boys are on their way. And then obviously, you know, for hockey's tournament. And I think right now we're definitely in the NCAA tournament. I don't know like how that's going to shake out in the pairwise or whatever, but like if there's games in Worcester, Ooh. watch out. <laughs> <laughs> definitely watch out. When we say warm the buses, that doesn't mean people are going home. That means they're going to an arena that is going to be epic. So I would say just pull up, bro. We'll have a good time. We'll vibe out. And uh, I know the boys appreciate it. So be loud and let people know you go to the best school in the world. That's probably what I'd say. Even if at times, even if at times you don't feel like it is, it is because you and I and everyone else, like it's ours. So if we're here, that's the best. Wow. I love what that answer. Way, right. Yeah. What better way to, uh, I was expecting some sort of like, yeah, because we're really good on the power play and we're good. At <laughs> oh, different Screw that. We're a welcoming community. Everybody loves us. We're going to make this our place to be. I like that. Eli. So that's a good message to send across. Poetic just trying to win man or not like you know it's i have no impact on winning but if we can get the place packed then that has an impact on that winning. has an impact we've seen it before absolutely so, yeah dude uh, just electric stuff thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us no thank you thank you for having me if you could send me like the full uh both recordings that would be epic just so i can have them because it's been a way yeah. cool conversation yeah for um, sure I will come back and oh, let's oh, go. What? Roommate reveal. You mad, baby. Let's go. Shout out Devin Dobeck. Actually, Devin is on the call Saturday night for WMUA Sports. Dude, shout out. out. But that's not what I was going to mention him for. I was going to mention him because he was supposed to be on the call last year for the weekend against BC when it was a top 10 matchup and Colin Casey had me come in first time first time and maybe only time ever as a uh color guy on wmua sports unless they have me back which i would totally do um but poor devin was made unavailable that that weekend Oof. and so i slid in but no 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 devin great guy die hard much like everyone else and uh, he's repping the merch right now well done Celeb. would you like to no, say I something can say he say something absolutely yeah. can you hear him i don't know oh this is off the air then hold on hold on oh, oh. wait we're wrapping up we're wrapping this is up gonna be in the podcast i don't know they're gonna it might are, be it might be it might, Cam is an editing pros. wizard he's gonna figure it out <laughs> no they're gonna do uh you know what they do but no thank you for having me this was awesome i'm glad we came back for the second half i hope i didn't say anything stupid if i did i apologize that's more my disclaimer of like hopefully i don't get canceled or anything oh ah. wait Time out. This is the teddy bear that I saw in my room, and I was like, "Yo, like, you're an idiot. Of course, you're going to UMass." So that's, that that's <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold that, hold that up. Hold on, we need for the thumbnail. Yeah, we need some elite for the thumbnail. thumbnail yeah. Hold on. Let me...
on the uh is there anything else i should have in here get a little top hat for him or something we'll figure <laughs> run, run to the umass store grab think. a neon beanie where's oh wait this thing they gave me this way back in the day this is sick whoa we go. Wait, perfect get it? i don't know if you yeah. got it dude yeah it's perfect okay. yeah he's just gonna take a clip of the video oh you're gonna clip it yeah, right. yeah sweet i love it yeah no that's the thing actually i should put him back in the spot um I think my mom got that for me when I was like one. I don't know. Or actually, I, it might not have been my mom. So I'm taking that off the record because I don't know who it was. But <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. I will do this anytime as long as I have the time, which hopefully I do. And uh, we'll see you soon. Right? Sweet. Keep Sounds bringing like those plan, good man. vibes. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. So have a great night. And uh, yeah. Thanks, Eli. Appreciate it. Thanks a bunch, man. Take care. All right. Peace. Watch out! Watch out! And that was our conversation with Eli. Thought it was really cool to catch up with him. Uh, heard, heard a lot of things that were new to us and just really cool to talk to somebody that's that uh, invested in the athletic program. All that passion, it really is inspiring, honestly. Yeah, no, passion was definitely the word for it. I mean, like you said in the interview, he wouldn't be doing this stuff if he didn't enjoy it. And you can just tell that he enjoys the hell out of what he does. Um, it's definitely a boost to everybody in the athletics department, I feel like, because that sort of enthusiasm and optimism is just uncanny. Like, it's it's amazing how natural he is and just how much of a positive person he is. So Absolutely. Great, great to any, have. For sure. Yeah, and if anybody in athletics is listening to this podcast, definitely lucky to have Eli's great guy. And I'm can't say I've ever I've ever talked to somebody who's more passionate about UMass athletics. It was cool. All right, so uh, that's about it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Definitely fun for us to to record and uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the series preview against UConn coming out soon. Thanks, guys. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everyone.